0: What's up, breakies? Welcome to the breakdown. And if you're here, you already know what time it is. It's time to take a break, break out your Bible so we can get into the Word of God. You ready? Let's go. Welcome to the breakdown, guys, (laughs) episode one. I'm excited that you guys are here. I am the host of the breakdown, Denara Renee feel free to call me Danara, Danara Renee, or Nari. That's what the people who love me call me, Nari. Hey, people who love me. (laughs) But no, seriously though, I am excited that you've tuned in for this first episode. So this is season one, episode one. And I wanted to give you a little bit of knowledge as to what to expect on the breakdown. So there are two major things that I want you to expect. I want you to expect to... Hear this breakdown and think that it's a little funny (laughs) because I feel like I'm pretty funny. You could tell me later in my email whether you agree because I might be corny, but you know how people think they're super funny and then you're like, well, nah, you're not that funny. Hopefully, that's not the case. So, my expectation is that you will laugh at least once in every episode, okay? And then, my other expectation for this that I want you to know about is that expect to read your Bible, right? Expect to open it up and get in it for yourself because the primary goal of the breakdown podcast is to promote the reading of the Bible, right? We need to know the word. We need to know about God in order to live for him, in order to trust him. You don't trust somebody that you don't know, right? So this is another way to help you in relationship building. It's also another way to help me in relationship building because, I'm sharing my studies and I'm also studying a little bit more because I'm like, oh, let me dig a little deeper and see what I can get for the people on the breakdown. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be pretty cool. You might laugh a little bit, but you're definitely going to read your Bible if you're working on the honor system, because in most episodes, probably all episodes, you are going to hear me say, get your Bible out, press pause on this podcast and read chapter such and such, blah, blah, blah. And so. I want to tell you a little bit about this first episode. This is the episode that I sent out to my friends and family and my pastors to see how they felt about me doing a podcast. And so I was like, OK, well, let me see, because I felt like the Holy Spirit saying do it. And I didn't really know um, how it was going to turn out. And so, you know, you send it to the people you love because they're going to be honest. And so I sent it to these people and they all loved it. So hopefully you love it just as much as they did. I want to remind you also that I do the breakdown off the top of the dome, meaning I don't use my notes because um, as a visually impaired person, a completely blind person, actually, I use screen reading software. And for me, it may not be like this for other blind people, but for me. When I'm trying to follow my notes and tell you about everything that's going on, it kind of makes me stumble a little bit more. And I wanted it to be fluid. I wanted to, the presentation to be conversational. And so when I call my friends and I talk to them about the Bible, I'm not out here just like reading my notes, like, hold on, let me check this bullet point. No, I just call them and I'm like, girl, did you know? That Jesus was the way, the truth and the life. And then I'm like, okay, so boom, I was reading John. And so I go into it and I tell them. And that's how I want the breakdown to be. I don't want it to be this thing where I'm just oh, I'm going to let me just check my notes. No, I'm going to tell you how I learned it, how it made me feel, what it made me think about and how we all can attempt to use whatever we're studying on the breakdown that day to apply to our current lives and situations. And I really think that it's going to be great. And I pray that you get something out of it. I am going to say a quick prayer real quick, because this is season one, episode one, and I want it to be a blessing to you. So God, I thank you for this person, these people that are listening to episode one of the breakdown, Lord God. I pray that it ministers to their spirits, Lord God. I pray that they receive something. I pray that seeds are planted, Lord God, that seeds are watered, Lord God, and that you would do the growing, Lord God, like only you can move on the behalf of your children, on the behalf of your followers, Lord God. We love you. We give you glory and honor and praise. All right, guys, in Jesus' name, and we all say amen. Man, we're about to get into episode one, the pilot episode of The Breakdown. Get ready, guys. It's going to be great. Love y'all. Bye. So, okay, so boom. I'm reading Ezekiel chapter eight, and I'm like, but this is crazy. I'm reading this Bible plan by the Bible Project called The Major Prophets and it's really really good. It's like a 60-day Bible plan. So don't think you're going to get in and get out. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. It ain't no get in and get out situation here. You got to get in there and you're going to be in there and still in there and you're still in there and you're still in there cuz I'm still in there. But it's so good. And I never really read Ezekiel. The first time I tried to read Ezekiel, it was a little intimidating to me and I was like, mm. <laughs> it ain't time yet, <laughs> so I left it alone. But now, um, I'm reading it in this Bible plan, and I'm in, I've made it to chapter eight. And I mean, chap- the chapters before chapter eight have been super interesting as well. But today, for some reason, chapter eight has just stood out to me, and so I'm going to give you guys the Denara translation of chapter eight. And not even a translation, I'm going to give you the Donara breakdown of chapter eight. But that is why I asked you to read it for yourself before you continue on this. Now, it's fine if you didn't, but don't be over here because Denara said I don't want to hear none of that because you need to read your word for yourself, regardless of if I'm telling you something, if your pastor telling you something. It's important for us to read the word for ourselves because honestly, whatever God reveals to me may be something different for you. You might have something different to show you through Ezekiel chapter eight. But anyways, and while you're reading it, you know what I'm saying? Just take time to read the whole Bible. The Bible is a great book. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> let's get started. So Ezekiel chapter eight starts when Ezekiel is in his house and some of the elders are in his house with him. Um. Ezekiel is probably now laying on his side because that was one of the things that God was going that told him that he had to do. He was like, you need to be laying on your side for 390 days and then, um, 40 more days. So I think it's altogether like 430 days that Ezekiel was supposed to be laying on his side. And I'm thinking that, um, he's still laying on his side in his house right now, but it's one of the signs to the children of Israel that, yo, th- it's about to go down. Y'all ain't doing right whatever, whatever. So the elders are there and the elders being there really shows that they think that Ezekiel is a a good prophet. Like he's real. Like, oh yeah, this is the real deal. Let's go listen to him. So they are there and they're listening to him um, talk or whatever they're all doing in there. They're hanging out. You know, it didn't really say what they were doing, but I was reading commentaries and this is some of the conjecture that I got from commentaries that that could have been the reason why they were there just to, just to hear him out. So um, they're there, and while they are there, he gets snatched up in the spirit by God. He said that, uh, that uh, uh, he's seen a spirit that looked kind of like a man, but the bottom of him was all fire, and the top of him glowed like amber, which sounds scary to me, but you know, God come to people the way he come to people. You know, he know that Ezekiel can handle something like that. I don't know if I can handle something like that, but anyway, so he, uh, grabs Ezekiel by his hair in the spirit. Cause Ezekiel never leaves Babylon. Is that where he's at? Yeah. He never leaves Babylon. <laughs> um, but in the spirit, God takes him to Jerusalem to see what is going on. And so they get there. Now he takes them to the temple The temple which Solomon built. You need to go read the book of Chronicles too, y'all. Listen, just read the Bible. But Chronicles is really good. Once you get past like all the genealogy and accounts and stuff, the stories are really good. But anyway, so the the temple that, that Solomon built is where he took Ezekiel in the spirit. And so he's like, Ezekiel, you will never believe what these people are doing in the temple of the Lord. Like... They in here doing the most. (laughs) They is in here doing the most. And I want you to see what they doing. So, okay, boom. So he gets to the temple. They get to the temple in the spirit. Now the glory of God is in the temple. The glory of God has been there. I just want to reiterate the glory of God has been there since Solomon built the temple and did the dedication or whatever. So the glory of God is there. Now outside of the temple is an idol. What? what are y'all doing? So outside of the temple, are y'all serious? There's a whole idol. And so it's on the north side of the temple. And that is ironic because on the north side of the temple is also where the palace was, which means that the king would enter the temple through that same entrance where the idol is. But the king at this time is King Manasseh. And so uh, King Manasseh is one of the king's That if you read 1st and 2nd Kings, you're going to see his name. And it's going to say, did evil in the sight of the Lord. Because 99.9% of the kings in 1st and 2nd Kings did evil in the sight of the Lord. (laughs) So you should read those too. Those are some pretty interesting books as well. But So the king, um, according to my commentaries that I read, uh, was King Manasseh. And so by this idol being out here, King Manasseh had to see it as he entered the temple. temple of the lord this is the temple of the lord and there's an idol outside but it gets worse okay so god was like come on ezekiel i want to show you something else like you think this is bad bruh they out here wilding so he goes they go inside and there's a door that ezekiel opens but he can't get through and god tells him to dig through the wall and i'm thinking like why you gotta dig through the wall like you can't just let him man. you the almighty but <laughs> God told him to dig through the wall. And it kind of made me think about that. It made me think about myself and in moments of prayer where um, I feel like it's a stagnant moment. And God's like, no, you got to push harder. You got to dig deeper. You got to here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, I'm calling you higher. I'm calling you higher. Push higher, push harder, dig deeper. And so I think that was a moment for Ezekiel to like dig deeper. Right. And so he he digs through the wall and he sees The elders, the elders, they have the little instant burner things in their hands um, because I can't remember what they call it. And this is the breakdown. So, you know, you got to read the whole chapter in order to get it. But they had the little instant burning things in their hands. And on the walls are all of these engravings and images and maybe even um, some kind of why can't I think of the word, y'all? <laughs> maybe even uh replicas of them on the walls or whatever. And so he's like Ezekiel's like what? And so God was telling him like yeah, they hide in dark rooms and Do and they're doing these things, and it made me think when he said hide in dark rooms about our hearts and the and even these elders, these men about their hearts. That, yeah, you're in the temple doing this, but at this point, your heart is dark, there's a dark room within you. And what are you doing in there? What are you doing when you get home and out in the streets? Like, whew it's it's crazy, it just makes me think of the world today, but I'll go into that later and then, so that's not it though so all this is happening in the temple, these things are on the walls, minding you, in that very space um, the walls in the temple in Chronicles it describes that there were replicas of the cherubim and the seraphim, and that the wings was touching where they meet, and then the wings was spread out, I forgot what it said, maybe 12 or 15 feet wingspans on these things, and now it's It's not that anymore. It's this other stuff. And it's like, what are y'all doing? So that wasn't it though. Okay. It gets worse. And so there's a space in the temple where only the priests are allowed. And so this is the next place where God takes Ezekiel. And so he takes Ezekiel in here and Ezekiel sees women. And these women are crying and worshiping the Tamu, Tamia, Tamu, God, which is a god of fertility that was popular, um, that the Babylonians worshipped. And it's just like, what? So I'm baffled, right? I know Ezekiel is floored because I'm... It's 2023. This was thousands upon thousands of years ago, okay? I think something I read said 500 BCE, right? This was so long ago, and I'm appalled. I'm like... What? (laughs) So they in here crying to this fertility guy. First of all, in the the place of the temple where only the priests are supposed to go. So first of all, that's really not good. First of all, because they're women. Women are not supposed to be in there. First of all, only the priests are supposed to be in this particular area. So what is y'all doing? Uh, But it gets worse. So then... God's like, all right, you think this is bad? Bruh, let me show you. So he takes him outside. He is outside. What do you see? He see 25 priests. Backs turned from the temple. So they're not facing the temple. They are facing opposite direction of the temple and looking to the east and worshiping the sun. I can't. Not no no not the S O N. The S O N, they didn't even know that that was a thing yet. I mean, they knew it was coming eventually because um Isaiah had said you know, and a couple of the prophets was was prophesying it a little bit, but no, the S O the not the S O N, the S-U-N child. They out here worshiping the sun. These are the priests. And when I was reading this commentary, um, it said the 24 represented something that I don't quite remember what the 24 of them represented, but the 25th one was most likely the high priest. So this is the main dude, like what is happening? And so that's the vision from chapter eight, right? Well, that's not the whole thing, but that's the part that was like stood out like starkly to me, like what is happening? But what it did was it reminded me of this world, you guys. It reminded me of us. It reminded me of our lives. And so if we look like, before we look within, I wanna look at just in general right now, um, those of us who call ourselves Christians, those of us who say we're kingdom citizens, we're followers of Christ, right? I want to look at that just on a it's just on a big stage right now, on a big platform. Just kind of imagine what you're seeing right now. You're seeing people these days, we out here burning sage, but we saved. We out here talking about manifestation, not manifestation in the fact of like, I have faith to believe. Not that kind of manifestation, but manifestation is if I say it 50 times, if I post it on social media, if I buy a wedding dress for somebody I've never even met before, that type of thing, that type of manifestation. Then we we burn and say, we're, oh, I'm getting rid of the negative energy, blah, blah, blah. No, you need to pray. You need to pray. What are you doing? Put that down. You know, we're, we're getting into all these other spiritual things. We're talking about third eyes. We're talking about... um. Just all types of just, you know, wicked things. And and then the biggest one of all is just the level of disobedience, the level of those of us who have knowledge of what God says and just not doing it, have knowledge of the word of the Lord and are just choosing to not follow it. And to just follow our feelings and follow our heart and follow what people are doing and follow what social media says and follow what this is doing and that is doing and they are doing. And God is like, what are y'all doing? So that's the outward. It's like all of these things going on. But we're all supposed to be saved. We're all supposed to be followers of Christ. But the temple is looking crazy right now. (laughs) And then, so speaking of temple, so I want to look intrinsically now. Let's look within. Let's talk about how our bodies are the temples of the Lord. Literally, once we accept Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a part of the Holy Trinity, which is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So literally, I'm carrying God. I'm over here Hugging myself like I'm talking to y'all because I talk with my hands. But literally, I'm carrying God in my body, but I'm ingesting so much stuff, guys. Like, you know, we listen to certain music. We have drugs. We do drugs. We overly drinking. um, We watching these TV shows, we binge reading these horrible books, and then we wonder why we're dealing with anxiety, why we're dealing with depression, why we have trust issues. And I know some of that stuff is rooted deeper than that, Lord, but a lot of it is because we are poisoning our temples. And one of the things that it um, leads to in chapter 8 is God saying, I'm about to leave. He's like, I'm about to bounce, okay? because they don't have no respect for me. I love them. But I got to choose, you know, what they deserve over love. It's like a parent. It's like, no, like I love you, but I got to whoop you because you acting up and you need to do better. And sometimes we got to get a whooping. And I think God was like, all right, I can't dwell in this temple because it's too much foolishness going on. So I want to just like for the breakdown, like I just want to submit that to us, like what's going on in our temple? Is God comfortable dwelling there? Or am I running God off with the things that I'm carrying around in my temple, the things that I'm letting in, the things that I'm participating in, the things I'm listening to, the things I'm reading, the, the people I'm around, like what's going on in my temple? Can I really say that God is comfortable in my temple that God will be comfortable to post up and stay in my temple can I really say that and so that's been the breakdown today Ezekiel chapter 8 can God dwell in your temple or is he about to be like Wanda on the living color Mm-mm, I'm ready so up Another episode of the breakdown in the books. I definitely appreciate you guys for listening, for coming through, for pulling up on your girl. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out to me at D-A-N-A-R-A-R-E-N-E-E at gmail.com. That is D-A-N-A-R-A-R-E-N-E-E at gmail.com. Until next time. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Amen.